We are continuing our study on Sarat, an affliction that's usually translated into English as leprosy. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 24 as we read verse 8. Take heed in the plague of leprosy that thou observe diligently and do according to all that the priests, the Levites, shall teach you. As I commanded them, so shall ye observe to do. Take heed in the plague of leprosy to observe and do diligently all that the priests tell you. The scriptures emphasize the importance of the priest's role in this condition. Yes, we are to be diligent, but the priests must equally be diligent. I've said repeatedly that Sarat does not appear to be the same as modern leprosy. Modern leprosy, or more specifically Hansen's disease, is an infectious disease. Biblical leprosy, however, appears to be a spiritual affliction sent as a punishment by God. This spiritual affliction manifests itself with an unusual skin rash. The rash, however, affects not only people, but also clothing and buildings. Today we're going to study leprosy in the writings of the Brit Hadashah. So, if I do not believe that Sarat is the same as modern leprosy, why do I continue to use the term leprosy? Is it because the English Bible uses that term when it translates Sarat? There's actually a much more significant reason. In the Gospels, we see several references to Sarat. In the English Bibles, we normally see the condition translated again by the word leprosy. But the Gospels are translated from Greek, not Hebrew. The Greek word used in these passages that is translated as leprosy, um, the Greek word is lepros, meaning scaly skin. The word leper is translated from the Greek word lepra. So Tsara'at does not appear to be the same as modern leprosy, but there was a condition 2,000 years ago that was called leprosy, and that is Tsara'at. And that's why I use the term and consider it appropriate. A real question that remains, however, is modern leprosy or Hansen's disease even related to leprosy as described in the Gospels? Let's begin in Luke chapter 4. Yeshua reads from the scroll of Isaiah, declares the passage in Isaiah refers to himself. He proclaims that he himself was the anointed. He is the promised Messiah. The crowd of people wondered at his words. They asked, is this not Joseph's son? Yeshua replies in verses 23 through 27, where Luke 4. And he said unto them, you will surely say unto me this proverb, physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of, of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up for three days and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent, except only unto Sarephtah, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Why did Yeshua mention lepers in this passage? Was it only to emphasize that prophets were not widely accepted because the prophets did not provide healings for everyone? So the prophets during the time of the kings did not work miracles for everyone? The miracles were only for a select few? After Messiah spoke these words, Luke said the people were enraged and wanted to throw Yeshua off a cliff. What did he say that enraged the crowd so much? Was it just that he reminded them that no lepers had been healed by Elisha except Naaman? And Naaman wasn't even Jewish. He was a captain of the Syrian army. Was that what enraged them? Perhaps the mention of lepers is actually related to Yeshua's declaration that he was the anointed one, the one who was prophesied. Turn to Luke chapter 5. Yeshua had returned from a miraculous fishing trip with his disciples. 
We will begin in verses 12 through 14. And it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who, seeing Yeshua, fell on his face, and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged him to tell no man, but go and show thyself unto the priest, and offer for thy cleansing, according as Moses commanded, for a testimony unto them. We started our study today with the command in Deuteronomy to be diligent and observe everything the priest told us about leprosy. In accordance with the Torah, Yeshua sent the healed leper to be inspected by the priest and offer the sacrifice commanded by Moses. Is this what the leper did? Notice verse 15. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed of him by their infirmities. Presumably, the leper did go to the priest, but the news that was supposed to be shared only with the priest spread like wildfire. When the man did go to the priest, the leper probably did not realize what he was actually doing. Notice what follows in the narrative, Luke chapter 5, verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Why were all these doctors of the law gathered together? Based on the parallel account in Mark chapter 2, the leaders were gathered in Capernaum. These teachers were not just from the Galilee, but from Jerusalem and all Judea. What was the purpose of the meeting? Dr. Arnold Frutenbaum is founder and director of Ariel Ministries, a Messianic Jewish organization in Texas. He proposed that the doctors of the law were gathered specifically because of the healing of the leper. Jewish history states that once we enter the promised land, that's after the death of Moses, after the Torah was completely written, no Jewish lepers had ever been cleansed of their affliction. We know from Yeshua's statement in Luke that none were healed during the time of the prophet Elisha. Miriam, the sister of Moses, had recovered from leprosy, but that was done before we entered into the promised land. That was while we were still in the wilderness. The healing of a Jewish leper in the land of Israel was considered a sign of the promised Messiah. Now that such a miracle had been reported, the doctors of the law came together to investigate the miracle and confirm it or refute it. Turn to Matthew chapter 10. Verse 1 tells us, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. What specifically did Messiah empower his disciples to do? Verses 5 through 8. These twelve Yeshua sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Can you imagine yourself in this situation? Master, no one has ever healed lepers before except you, and you're sending me to heal them? How can this be? Actually, we shouldn't be surprised by Messiah's command to his disciples to heal lepers. Note this passage in the book of John, chapter 14. The setting is Messiah's last Passover before the crucifixion. Verse 12 tells us, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Yes, cleansing lepers is something beyond our imagination. But Yeshua told his followers that you will do greater things 
than I have done. If his disciples could do greater things than Messiah, than the Messiah had done, why is it surprised if they do what he had done? Let's return to the book of Luke, continue with the next reference to leprosy. Luke chapter 7, verse 20 reads, When the men were come unto him, they said, John the Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look for another? In a parallel account in Mark chapter 11, we learn that John was in prison. John sent a question to Messiah. Are you the one that should come? Are you the promised Messiah or someone else coming? Verse 21 through 23 record, And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Yeshua answered, and said unto them, Go your way, and tell John what things you have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached. Blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. John's disciples witnessed some of these miracles. In response to the question, Are you the Messiah? Yeshua replied, Am I the Messiah of cleansed lepers? Yeshua answered with a list of miracles that, based on Isaiah's prophecies, only Messiah could perform. And that list included healing lepers. Yes, many people perform miracles. Apparently, the Pharisees had cast out demons, but there were certain miracles that could only be performed by the Messiah. The fact that Yeshua had healed lepers was part of the proof that he was Messiah. We'll look at one more example of lepers in the book of, of Luke. I said a moment ago that there was miracles that could only be performed by Messiah. And that was the understanding at that time. But apparently, Messiah has a right to delegate, to designate others, his followers, to do these miracles too. We'll look at one more example of lepers in the book of Luke. Turn to chapter 17. We're going to read verses 11 through 19. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Yeshua, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw they was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. Yeshua answering said, We're not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? They're not found that return to give glory to God, except this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. This miracle involved not one, but ten lepers. Only one, however, a Samaritan returned to give thanks. We often assume that the other nine were Jewish, and there are arguments in favor of this understanding, but there's also arguments for the contrary. What I want us to notice in this passage, again, is that Yeshua told the lepers, Show yourselves to the priests. Why is this important? For the same reason we saw in the opening verse in the study. The priests have the duty, the responsibility, and the honor to declare when a leper has been cleansed. And we will taste of that honor. Revelation chapter 20 verse 6 tells us, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such a second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Messiah, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And because we will serve Messiah's priest, we study the laws of leprosy.